Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sithopoulos, the Statman on a Saturday morning, the 17th of June, 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes. So sit back and enjoy. It's a ticket for the world of sports. Good Saturday morning out there, everybody. Week 11 heading into week 12 in fantasy baseball, and this is about the time of year where school ends, and you turn your thoughts not only to uh, summer, the official summer, uh, the start of summer is less than a week away, but also vacations, the shore. Uh, If you're in the New York or Philly areas, it's the Jersey Shore, If you're, uh, or even the Delaware or the Maryland Shore, which is always great. If you're up in uh, New England, it's Cape Cod and uh, Newport, Rhode Island, and some wonderful places out there. So uh, get out there and enjoy the sun. doesn't feel like it today because of the, uh, the grayness, and uh, it is a little humid out there. But uh, tomorrow is Father's Day, and happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Uh, when you think of Father's Day and baseball, a lot of times, you, and if you know your baseball history, you think of Jim Bunning pitching a perfect game on Father's Day at the brand spanking new Shea Stadium in 1964. We lost Jim Bunning over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, But this Father's Day, uh, if you are a father or plan to be one, happy Father's Day, happy future Father's Day. And uh, I hope you uh, have a wonderful time out there barbecuing, hanging out with your family and uh, enjoying it. Well-deserved. And, of course, you know, it should be Mother's Day 364 days a year or 365 days a year if it's a leap year. The one day for the dads, that's tomorrow, and enjoy it. Okay, week 12 coming up in fantasy baseball. We're going to take a look back at week 11 uh, with our weekly best. We're going to hand out some mid-season awards since we are halfway through the fantasy baseball uh, regular season or a little past that. Uh, We're about 40% of the way through the Major League Baseball season. Uh, We're going to look ahead to week 12, injuries, hot pickups, Uh, some uh, two-star pitching notes, some hitting notes as well. Uh, we got a lot to get to. But uh, first, congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins, who uh, won an all-black and yellow Stanley Cup final in defeating the Nashville Predators four games to two. Uh, Sidney Crosby, the Conn Smythe winner, and uh, the third cup in Crosby's um, cash in his trophy case. And Pittsburgh got there by defeating the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Washington Capitals, and the Ottawa Senators on their way to the final. Uh, If if you're looking for a ranking for local teams, well, the Rangers were the only team that made it out of the first round. Boston lost in the first round, and the Flyers, the Devils, the Islanders, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, The Devils uh, the number five team on the local list because they ha- they uh, finished with one of the worst records in the league. Uh, the Flyers at, at number four, the Islanders at number three, they just missed out on the playoffs. The Bruins at number two, they lost to Ottawa uh, four games to two in the first round. And the Rangers uh, atop the uh, local uh, boards for hockey, getting past the uh, top-ranked Montreal Canadiens in the Atlantic draw but falling to those same Ottawa Senators, also four games to two, just like the Bruins. And then Ottawa made it to the final conference final, I should say, where they lost in seven 
to the eventual champion. Uh, in terms of our uh, playoff wrap for our bracket challenge, once again, 56 points, not very good. The winner, the 2017 Cup Champs, that is the name. Boy, that is guts right there. That is the name of your bracket, and you win it. 389 points for them. Gustav with 386. Queen Penguin 87 with 383. Those are your top three finishers in the NHL.com Stanley Cup Playoffs Bracket Challenge. Thank you for playing. 56 points for me. I am way down the list. Uh, not even close. I, I don't even know if there's uh, if the standings go that low. They probably don't. And in terms of statistics, and let's take a look at the playoffs by the numbers. Evgeny Malkin was the top point producer in the Stanley Cup playoffs with 28 points in 25 games, 10 goals, and 18 assists. Sidney Crosby, a single point behind in one less game played, but of course, when you're the center and the top line center and the object of everyone's focus, you get the con smite. Uh, Crosby, 10 penalty minutes, Malkin, 53. Uh, Malkin did have 11 power play points, one power play goal, 10 assists. Crosby, 4, 5, and 9 with the man advantage. Uh, Phil Kessel, 23 points, including two game winners of his eight goals and 15 assists. Jake Gunsel, the top rookie, 13 goals, eight assists for 21 points. Five game winners uh, in the in the playoffs, which uh, I believe is the most, yes, by two, over Jaden Schwartz, Corey Perry, and Bobby Ryan. Uh, Gunsel also had an overtime goal, but Corey Perry had three of them, all of them game winners. Bobby Ryan had two of them in the uh, Ducks' impressive run to the Western Conference Final, where they uh, bowed to uh, to the uh, uh, excuse me, hold on. <laughs> um, the the uh, the Ducks made it all the way to the uh, uh, to the conference final, where they lost to the eventual Western Conference champion Nashville Predators as uh, that was a solid series as well. Uh, that, and that series went six. Nashville getting past Chicago, sweeping them, getting past St. Louis in six, and the Ducks in six before losing in six games to uh, Pittsburgh. Um, but uh, the Ducks, that, that wasn't quite, you know, they were the top ranked in the, uh, in the Pacific Division. I don't know how many people actually expected them to get to um, the conference final. I did uh, expect them to get to the second round, um, but not to the conference final. Anyway, uh, back to uh, overall goals. Gunsel's 13 was the most, followed by Malkin, J- uh, Jakob Silverberg, and Philip Forsberg with nine goals. They were next in line. In terms of assists, Crosby's 19 were the best, plus minus, plus 14 for Philip Forsberg, plus 13 for Ricard Raquel. And Eric Carlson, the top defenseman there. Brandon Montour with uh, a plus 12 for him. The uh, Anaheim Duck uh, with, uh, you know, basically the the unsung uh, player, Brandon Montour, 23-year-old defenseman. And uh, in his, uh, you know, this was his rookie season, 27 games. He was a plus 11. So he's, uh, uh, he's pretty good with the plus minus. Penalty minutes, we, tell, we told you Malkin's 53 more than anyone else. Nick Ritchie was second at 46. Most power play goals, five for Phil Kessel. 11 power play points, Malkin and Kessel splitting that. Uh, several people with one shorthanded goal. But Jesper Fast, the only player in the playoffs with two shorthanded points. Uh, so that's a look there. And in terms of 
uh, face-off percentage, uh, players who, uh, uh, who took a lot of face-offs. Um, let's, uh, let, let's actually get, uh, get into that because I, I know some guys had a 100% face-off rating. That's not good enough, obviously. Um, but looking at overall face-off percentage, minimum, let's say, 100 draws, Miku Koivu. Miko Koivu with 64.2%. Uh, Antoine Vermette at 60.0%, and he had about 300 draws, 301 to be exact. Koivu with 120. Uh, but to give you an idea of how many face-offs the top guys had, Sidney Crosby had 561. But, of course, uh, he lasted until the very last game of the season. Uh, but still a, a solid uh, solid percentage by, by those guys that I mentioned. Um, looking at... Uh, um, so some of the stats. If, if you're if you're in a league where you count hits, you count block shots, all that kind of stuff. I you, you probably need to get out a little more. But Austin Watson did lead everyone with 106 hits. Carter Rowney, Mark Mato, uh, Mathot, excuse me, with 80 hits. Block shots. The leaders: Ian Cole and 62. Chris Russell uh, with 54. Uh, and missed shots, Phil Kessel with 33. Giveaways, Evgeny Malkin with 31 giveaways. Girardi, Dan Girardi was second with 27, by the way. It looks like he's going to be bought out by the Rangers. Takeaways, Victor Arvidsson with 23. Phil Forsberg with 21. And shots on goal, Roman Yossi, 76 shots on goal, more than anyone else. Sidney Crosby, fifth on that list with 63. But shots on goal, Yossi uh, led it. In terms of shots per game played, Patrick Kane only played four games and had 23 shots, 5.8 average uh, there. Shooting percentage for, uh, you know, let, let's, let's give it more than, uh, more than a couple games played. Joel Edmondson in 11 games, uh, he had nine shots on goal and cashed in on three of them. Uh, let's say more than 20 shots. Leon Dreisaitl, 27.3%. He had 22 shots on goal. Uh, for uh, uh, for his uh, playoff uh, in 2016-17, and if you're wondering how many, uh, um, you know, in terms of penalties, how many major penalties uh, were there? Not a lot. Uh, Two major penalties for Brendan Smith and for Nick Ritchie. Uh, A bunch of other people had one, uh, but that was basically it. Game misconducts. Uh, There were four of them. Leon Dreisaitl, Nick Ritchie, Vernon Fiddler, Matt Niskanen all getting the gate for, um, uh, for the uh, rest of that game. Not going to get into the uh, Corsi and the Fenwick and all that kind of stuff because I, I think it's uh, a, little, a little crazy, especially in a fantasy league at this point. Um, but if you're just looking at overall numbers, Andre Burakovsky had a uh, shots against percent or shots, uh, or the SAT percentage, shots attempts percentage, which is uh, – uh, which is Corsi, 64.24 uh, for him. And in terms of the unblocked shot attempt uh, percentage, which is uh, the Fenwick, more than 10 games, Burakowski also leading with 63.22. So for those of you uh, interested in that, there you go. Good stuff all the way around. Finally, let's take you to the goaltenders. And uh, for, the, uh, for the goalies, you know, everyone talks about Matt Murray and how great he was, and he was great, but he only took over. Uh, for the last 11 games, uh, or 10 games, I should say, of the playoffs. He was 7-3 and three with a 1.70 goals against and three shutouts. In that time, in the 11 games he played, 10 games he started, um, he was tied for fifth 
in playoff wins. Marc-Andre Fleury was tied for third with John Gibson, nine wins. Fleury, by, by contrast, nine and six goals against, but two shutouts. So Penguins goaltenders combined for five shutouts in uh, the playoffs. Uh, Pekka Rinne had 14 wins. That was the most of anyone. 22 starts, the most of anyone. 1.96 goals against, which was uh, behind Murray and also uh, behind Martin Jones, who only played one series and had a 175 goals against, um, and tied with Jake Allen, who played 11 games and had a 196 goals against. Rene also had three assists, as goaltenders had five assists as, as a group uh, in the playoffs. Rene had three of them. So Murray was great. Rene had uh, the best counting, counting numbers, I should say, but Murray had the best percentages. Uh, and those were the two goaltenders that were in the final. So that puts a bow on the 2017 Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Congratulations once again to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we have the expansion draft coming in less than a week. The draft is next Friday. And, of course, the free agent, uh, free agent Christmas, free agent frenzy, the free agent fran- uh, uh, extravaganza uh, around July 1st. And then we will see what local teams, what will happen with local teams. I've heard TJ Oshie is rumored to be uh, uh, potentially uh, a good pairing with the New Jersey Devils because of their cap room. Uh, I would also say the Islanders would be a great fit for TJ Oshie. Looks like the Islanders are looking into trades uh, to try and land a big-name player. Uh, Matt Duchesne has been linked to the Islanders for a couple of months. Uh, The question is, of course, how will that deal work? Uh, the Rangers, as I mentioned, thinking about buying out um, uh, Dan Girardi. And you got to wonder who will, uh, uh, you know, wh- which players will each team lose? Uh, will, will a team get uh, uh, bailed out in terms of uh, uh, having a goalie picked? In other words, will the Islanders get bailed out on Yaroslav Volok's contract? Will the Flyers uh, get bailed out with Steve Mason? Um, we, we, we shall see what, uh, what happens there. But, of course, we'll, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Okay, on to fantasy baseball and our fantasy baseball coverage for week 11. Uh, the games of June the 10th through June the 16th, Saturday through Friday, and the top hitter in fantasy baseball is a guy who's going to be getting a couple of these midseason awards, I can tell you that. That's Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. 448 batting average, slugged 11.03, and his OPS – was 16-59, five home runs, 11 RBIs. He did not have the most home runs in the league, though, in the past week. That went to Lorenzo Cain, who had six homers, and Cody Bellinger, who had six homers, a fellow rookie. In terms of RBIs, judges 11, tied with Cain, one behind Gary Sanchez for the lead in all of baseball. But Judge had the best week, 56 fantasy points, 13 runs scored. That was the best. And Judge is getting not only American League Rookie of the Year, Uh, notoriety, but also American League MVP notoriety. Uh, Fred Lynn may have some company. Ichiro may also have some company. 339 batting average for Judge, 23 home runs in 230 at-bats. That's one per 10. And 52 RBIs even has added six stolen bases. But this 339 average, he has just been hitting uh, the cover off the ball uh, lately. But uh, in general this season, Lorenzo Cain Hello, and uh, we, we apologize for the technical difficulties we've had over the last couple
And we are continuing on with our uh, fantasy baseball coverage this week in fantasy sports. We apologize for the technical uh, difficulties that we uh, have been having this morning. I wonder if it's the weather. Maybe there's a gremlin in the machine. We have no idea. But uh, we, we are with you on a, uh, uh, on a, uh, a Saturday morning that is pretty gray at this point. Um, but uh, glad you could be with us uh, here on the show. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's jump right back into it here. We've uh, we've talked about uh, fantasy uh, hockey and the playoff wrap. We're on to baseball now. June the 10th through the 16th, that is the seven days that we are checking out for you. Aaron Judge is the top hitter in all of fantasy baseball over the past uh, over the past week. 56 fantasy points. He's he's hitting a home run every 10 at bats. 23 homers and 238 at bats. He has been unbelievable, and he is getting a lot of uh, a lot of notoriety when it comes to the American League uh, Rookie of the Year and Most Valuable Player Award. Lorenzo Cain second with 50 fantasy points. He went 12 for 26, a 462 batting average, six home runs, 11 RBIs, slugged 11.54. What a week for Lorenzo Cain and. Uh, although he has been a great contributor to the Royals over the last few years. You don't hear his name that often at the top of the list, but a 283 average this year, 10 homers, 12 steals. And uh, after, uh, uh, after a uh, – oh, he just keeps on hitting. He had two 300 seasons in Kansas City last year, dipped just a bit to 287, a little bit of uh, injury being plagued by injury. Uh, this year he's already eclipsed his nine home runs. He has 10, and he's two away from his stolen base total last year. Uh, he has 12 steals. He had 14 last year. Mookie Betts uh, with 47 fantasy points, 12 for 30, a 400 batting average, three homers, five RBIs, and two steals, five doubles as well. Gary Sanchez uh, continues the parade of local hitters. Sanchez, a 500 average, 10 for 20, three home runs, 12 RBIs, and he slugged 10 50, 43 fantasy points for him. Matt Carpenter brings up the, uh, brings up the rear in the top five. Uh, along with uh, Cody Bellinger, who gets an honorable mention, both of them 41 fantasy points. Carpenter, 12 for 26, that's a 462 batting average, two home runs and eight RBIs. Bellinger, 320, uh, a 10.80 slugging percentage, and he had six home runs out of his eight hits, a single, a double, and six home runs, nine RBIs. The man is a home run hitter, and if you're looking for Rookie of the Year in the National League right now, look no further than Cody Bellinger. Now, I understand he's batting 253. He burst onto the scene. He, uh, uh, he, he was uh, adjusted to by pitchers. But this past week, man, two-home run game against Cincinnati, two-home run game the next night in Cleveland uh, to go from L.A. to actually an off day in between. But uh, four home runs in two games, seven RBIs, and he was a total of five for eight and then added a solo shot in the finale of the series in Cleveland. So he's now batting uh, 253, uh, but slugging 612. So that isolated power uh, percentage, which is the difference between batting average and slugging, is unbelievable. It's uh, 359. You rarely see anything above 250 uh, for that number. But uh, Bellinger was honorable mention. Uh, Carpenter has been, has been solid, and, and he was tied for fifth. Okay, that is the, the top, and, of course, uh, a lot of local flavor there with Judge and Betts and Sanchez. Let's take a look at pitchers. Pitcher in fantasy baseball over the last week, Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals. He is the, uh, the future ace, and he might be the ace now. Two wins, two quality starts, one complete game, one where he, quote-unquote, only went six innings. He allowed uh, one earned run, 
on eight hits, four walks, and 19 strikeouts, a .60 ERA, a .80 whip, and he had 71 fantasy points. Number two, the second best reliever, or the second best pitcher was a reliever, Henley Jansen, four out of four in saves and a win in four and a third innings, no runs, one hit, no walks, seven strikeouts. Max Scherzer was third, 52 fantasy points, 20 strikeouts in 15 in the third innings. He had a hard luck loss. He beat the Mets last night, striking out 10 in back-to-back starts, 1.76 ERA, .65 whip. Mike Fires, who lost his rotation spot earlier in the year, and because of, uh, of injuries, he is back in there, and he's uh, trying to hold on to that spot. He had a win and a no decision. 51 fantasy points, .63 ERA, one earned run in 14 in the third innings, striking out 12. And uh, in fifth place, Fernando Rodney of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Boy, they've had a solid season. Tori Lavulo is up for a potential National League Rookie of the Year, at least he's in, or uh, Manager of the Year, I should say, at least he's in the running. But Rodney, four saves and four attempts, four innings, no runs, one hit, six strikeouts. So top five guys, two closers, and Mike Fires, who lost his uh, rotation spot earlier in the year. The top one-star pitcher, uh, you have to go down to Robbie Ray, who had a 33-point outing, no runs on three hits, and six and two-thirds innings with a 12 strikeouts. He did walk four in that one, but 33 points was the single best, uh, was, was the best one-star performance of the week. All right, so that is a look at the, uh, uh, at the weekly best. Let's take a look at injuries now, uh, and we'll go position by position heading into week number 12 uh, with, uh, uh, with Tom Murphy back for Colorado. Wilson Ramos is uh, still on the DL with a knee injury, uh, but he is in rehab catching eight innings uh, last night in AAA, so he is very close, and he is clobbering uh, AAA pitching uh, over the three games in uh, in Durham, North Carolina, five for eleven, a homer, two RBIs, three runs scored. Still waiting on his uh, uh, 2017 debut and Tampa Bay Rays debut. Of course, the former longtime Washington Nationals catcher trying to get his start uh, with the Rays, and he is uh, probably a day or two from finally returning. At first base, uh, Greg Bird, boy, his rehab uh, was stopped uh, by the Yankees as uh, he is going to visit a foot specialist. Um, and that is uh, really unfortunate for him. You know, as, as great as the Yankees have been this year, they're in first place. As great as their young players have been, with Sanchez and especially Aaron Judge, Greg Bird is, you know, they can't all be, they can't all be uh, uh, you know, uh, diamonds, really. And, and Bird may end up having an injury-plagued year, and, and you, uh, he already has, but you wonder if this is going to uh, be a chronic thing for him. Uh, he burst onto the scene, obviously, um, in 2015 with 11 home runs in 46 games, um, but since then he missed all of last year with a shoulder injury. This year with the ankle, he's 6 for 60, and uh, who knows when he'll get back uh, to the major leagues. Chris Davis on the DL with an oblique injury for, uh, for Baltimore, uh, put on the DL uh, this past Wednesday, grade one strain. So he will miss multiple weeks, and uh, he's only batting 226, but of course that's kind of what you expect from him, high homers, high strikeouts, low batting average, and that's what you've got. 14 home runs in 217 at-bats so far. Adrian Gonzalez back on the DL with a back injury. Uh, getting a an epidural shot. Um, so his initial diagnosis was a herniated disc, according to uh, 
uh, LA Times' Andy McCulloch. And uh, no timetable yet for his return, but Cody Bellinger can return to first base. Also, Freddie Freeman, we've known about him uh, with a wrist injury, looking to be out until the All-Star break. Second baseman, uh, Neil Walker, a partial tear in his hamstring as he tried to uh, lay down a sacrifice bunt. He should be out about a month, which will take him to the All-Star break, according to Christy Ackert of the New York Daily News. And, uh, of course, that uh, will open the door for T.J. Rivera to start there. Personally, I would probably start Rivera at third, move Reyes to short, and that's Rubel Cabrera to second. Or, heck, I would actually call up Ahmed Rosario and have him play shortstop. That, uh, that's how I would uh, handle the infield, but I'm not running the team. Uh, Neil Walker will be out about a month. He has uh, had a productive uh, – he's been productive, especially over the, over the last few weeks, but a 270 average, nine homers, and 33 RBIs so far in 60 games. Uh, ben Zobrist out with a wrist injury, and he will be out um, a couple of weeks. He's put on the DL on Friday, uh, aggravating an existing injury. Uh, so he will, uh, uh, he will go uh, undergo an MRI. He's not having a good season, and he's played all over the place, obviously, first, second, and, of course, in the outfield, uh, but only batting 223 this year. And he is getting up there in age. He's 36 years old. Uh, for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Jonathan VR, back injury. We talked about that last week. Colton Wong with a tricep injury. He'll be out until about July 4th. Gene Segura, an ankle injury. He is looking to come back soon. Um, and uh, he should be back sometime in the next homestand. He's going to play a rehab game in Tacoma, uh, but the next homestand uh, starts um, uh, it basically um, starts this coming week. So he should be uh, potentially uh, back against Detroit, and that uh, uh, that homestand starts on Monday. Cesar Hernandez for the uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies oblique injury out six weeks, and that is the uh, uh, that is the initial prognosis according to Matt Gelb of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Two seventy seven average for him, uh, and uh, six steals, five home runs for Cesar Hernandez. Uh, so far this year, but he's on the DL. Devin Travis on the DL until the All-Star break, it looks like, with a knee injury. Brad Miller back on the DL with a groin injury, um, a groin strain, and that has been difficult. So uh, the everyday second baseman for the Rays, only batting 194 uh, and hampered by injuries after what uh, uh, what was a breakout year last year, 30 home runs in his first year with Tampa. Uh, after um, having a, a grand total of 29 home runs his first three years. Uh, so uh, a shame. Tampa was, was uh, uh, counting on him this year, and he has not been there for them. Uh, third base. Let's take a look at third base. Uh, Martin Prado, hamstring injury. He should be coming back uh, shortly, uh, starting a rehab assignment, uh, possibly uh, this weekend or early next week and looking to get back to the Marlins before too long. Um, and, and, you know, just, just in case you're wondering, and, and uh, not from a fantasy perspective, but just overall, uh, David Wright has not resumed throwing. So he, is, uh, he has not started throwing yet. Um, when he does, when he resumes baseball activities, he will probably go to extended spring training. Who knows if he will even uh, get up to the majors this year. And uh, the Mets sorely need some stability at, uh, at third base. They do not have it uh, this year anyway. Uh, looking at uh, shortstops, let's, uh, let's take a look at shortstops. Uh, besides VR and Segura, who we've all, 
already mentioned, and Brad Miller, as Drupal Cabrera. Uh, he strained his thumb, or sprained his thumb, so he went on the DL on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you, you know, that uh, on Monday he hit uh, two home runs. That was his most recent game, two solo home runs against the Cubs, and uh, then he went on the DL. He's only batting 244 this year, but slugging 392, which is pretty good for a shortstop, six home runs and 20 RBIs. Uh, Marcus Semien looking like July 1st is still the return date for him. In the outfield, Ryan Braun's calf injury, uh, which led to indirectly the uh, call-up of Lewis Brinson, who uh, is having a tough start uh, for Milwaukee, but he's a top prospect. Uh, Braun is nearly ready for his uh, rehab stint, so he is getting back shortly. A.J. Pollock for Arizona, a groin injury, but a rehab uh, assignment starting today, according to Mark Feinstein at MLB.com. Um, but he is going to play uh, five innings, and uh, uh, they'll see they'll see what happens. Uh, so Pollock looking to return hopefully in the next week. Josh Reddick for Houston concussion, seven day DL, and uh, uh, crashed into the wall on Monday against Texas, and he is out uh, until uh, until early next week at the very earliest. But you know concussions uh, are a day-to-day thing for sure. By the way, the live feed uh, about to cut out. We will be on with you next Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time for This Week in Fantasy Sports. So hope you join us. You can listen live on blogtalkradio.com. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the dash statman to uh, listen to past episodes and also uh, check out uh, this week's or the next episode. Uh, and you can check uh, the local listings there for the uh, time uh, of of the next episode. But next week, we will be on Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, also, you can listen to our audio uh, in the podcast fashion, which is a 30-minute live feed that you just heard, the 15-minute podcast-only version we're starting now. You can do that in a number of different ways. iTunes, Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. If you have Apple CarPlay, you can listen to us in your car as well through Stitcher. Uh, also, we post all of our audio on Facebook and on Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash Sports with the Statman and look me up on Twitter at GStatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and uh, uh, we always post the latest audios there, uh, audio uh, uh, clips there. Start the conversation. Join the conversation there. And we hope you come in and say hello. We're going through injuries. We have hot pickups, pitching notes, hitting notes for week 12. And then uh, we're, we're going to uh, lead you into uh, your Saturday, your Father's Day weekend, uh, but uh, we're still talking about injuries. And for outfielders, uh, we've taken you through uh, through there. Uh, one more I wanted to tell you. We we talked about uh, uh, Braun and Pollock and Reddick, but how about Manuel Margot coming back from a calf injury? The rookie has been pretty good, but he is getting close to a rehab assignment, according to Jeff Sanders of the San Diego Union Tribune. Uh, he's been out for uh, three weeks starting to take batting practice again, and a rehab assignment would be next. Okay, let's take a look at pitching. And there are plenty of injuries, as there always are, but let me run them down for you. Uh, In fact, why don't I go down by the type of injury? That might be a good way to go. Uh, And we'll go in alphabetical order. Back injuries. Lance McCullers uh, is out with a back injury, and uh, uh, that's unfortunate. We mentioned Houston's – pitching injuries with him. Joe Musgrove was on the DL earlier in the year. For McCullers, he may throw this weekend. Um, And uh, 
he hasn't picked up a ball since being put on the DL, and he's been on the DL for uh, for a week. Uh, so last time out against Kansas City was fantastic. A run on two hits in seven innings, striking out eight. Uh, but he is uh, uh, trying to come back from a back injury. Uh, biceps injury, Carlos Rodon. Uh, owned in 60% of CBSSports.com leagues. He's pitching in rehab assignments, but uh, he gave up four walks in three and two-thirds innings in his second rehab start in AAA. So uh, that is a bit of an issue. But he is uh, continuing to try to get back to the White Sox uh, pitching mound. Also, Garrett Richards, bicep injury for him, but his um, stay on the DL is going to be much longer, looking to return late in the summer. Uh, so he is trying to come back in August. That is the idea for Garrett Richards. Elbow. This is a very difficult one. Vince Velasquez on the DL with an elbow injury. Uh, he will throw a bullpen next week to see if he can come back very shortly. Speaking of the Phillies, Zach Eflin also uh, on the DL with an, uh, with an elbow injury, but no ligament damage. Uh, that's what an MRI showed. Uh, Wei-Yin Chen, he has an elbow injury. Uh, but it is a short term. He does not have a timetable yet, but um, uh, he hasn't even uh, uh, started up a throwing program. He he uh, uh, he got a platelet-rich plasma injection. Looked like he wasn't going to miss miss a bunch of time, but um, he suffered a setback during uh, during his uh, uh, throwing program, and he is going to uh, take it slow. There is no timetable for his return. He has struggled this year for Miami. Colin McHugh, uh, he has not played all season long for Houston, another one of those Houston injuries, but he is close to facing live hitters, according to Jake Kaplan of the Houston Chronicle. Uh, So McHugh is getting a little closer. Anthony DiSclefani for Cincinnati, uh, he is not going to come back until at least August. Drew Smiley of Seattle, elbow issue for him. Uh, He is trying to come back, um, but uh, he is throwing bullpens, which is a good uh, sign. He has not pitched uh, for the Mariners uh, yet this year. Um, now, guys who are out for the season, Alex Reyes out for the year, uh, the St. Louis prospect with, uh, with an elbow injury. Um, now, uh, Aaron Sanchez, finger injury. He should be uh, hopefully coming back soon, but he has uh, thrown a bullpen session. John Gray, a foot injury, uh, looking to come back by the end of the month. He threw four innings in a rehab start, scoreless in uh, Lancaster, California, uh, for the Jethawks, and he, uh, uh, he did well in his first rehab game. Uh, forearm injuries for Nate Carnes. Uh, hopefully will be back in early July. Oh, that's, that's at least the initial timetable, but now there is no timetable. Uh, he is waiting for the soreness to subside before he begins a rehab stint. That is uh, not good news at all. Uh, C.C. Sabathia put on the DL with a hamstring injury um so uh that he is uh, he is out there uh looks like um there is no necessary uh, necessarily uh, uh, no timetable on this return grade two hamstring strain so it should be a multiple week injury uh he has pitched pretty well this year better than expected seven and two three point four six era for cc sabathia but he finds himself on the shelf kyle hendricks a hand injury uh he uh he got an mri done Nothing, no new injuries, but no timetable for his return. 4.09 ERA this year, as a lot of the Cubs starters have really struggled. 
hip injuries for Andrew Triggs of Oakland and Matt Andres of the Tampa Bay Rays. Cortisone shot for Triggs, and uh, we'll see if that happens, if that helps things. But for Matt Andres, likely out now until August. Uh, Latin injury for Noah Syndergaard. We know about that one uh, here in New York. Uh, He will not throw for four more weeks. He will not throw until the All-Star break. That's when he will pick up a baseball. So he has to resume baseball activities, then a rehab stint, then come back. So looking like August at the very earliest. Also, lat injury for Charlie Morton, who is throwing off a mound. He is a little further ahead for uh, for Houston. 4.06 ERA for him in 10 starts. Uh, Oblique injuries for Cole Hamels, Tyler Skaggs, A.J. Griffin. In Hamels' case, he, will, he started last night in his first rehab stint. For, uh, for Skaggs, uh, his situation is uh, a little uh, progressed a little more as he is continuing his rehab stint um, as uh, he is coming back from a grade two oblique strain. strain. He's been out since the end of April, so it's been almost two months for him. And A.J. Griffin, weeks away, according to Stefan Stevenson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, he will not throw off a mound for at least a couple of weeks. So A.J. Griffin, weeks away from, from getting, uh, getting back to it. And Danny Duffy, oblique injury for him, but he had a signed session and uh, felt good. So he, will, uh, um, he, he is going to pitch to live hitters next week if things keep going well. Now, in my fantasy league, I have Skaggs, Griffin, and Duffy, all three of them out with oblique injuries. I also have Syndergaard, who's out with a lat. Triggs, who's out with a hip. If starting pitching injuries, I have run the gamut. Uh, shoulder injuries. How about Danny Salazar of Cleveland, uh, who uh, will try and throw a bullpen session on Monday? Uh, uh, Matt Harvey pitched uh, very poorly uh, the other night uh, after showing some flashes. Well, he's put on the DL because apparently uh, he has a stress injury of the scapula bone in his right shoulder, and he will rest for several weeks before they figure out what, uh, what's going on. Hector Santiago for the Twins. Um, looking to throw a bullpen session and come back from his shoulder injury. Madison Bumgarner, of course, that was a dirt bike accident, uh, looking to come back around the All-Star break, but he will face live batters tomorrow. And uh, uh, it's still looking like early July, um, but uh, he'll need a couple of rehab starts uh, anyway. Trevor Cahill on the deal with a shoulder injury. Julio Arias out with a shoulder injury, the young Dodgers uh, pitcher. Inflammation, but no structural damage. That's a great sign. He's only 20 years old. And uh, uh, also, Hishasi Iwakuma, James Shields, Felix Hernandez, all with shoulder injuries. And Hernandez's case, uh, second rehab outing went a lot better than the first one in Tacoma. One, one run and one hit in five innings in that rehab start. Uh, so that is, uh, that is an extensive look at starting pitching injuries. There's a ton of them. We can do a whole show just on starting pitching injuries. Uh, that is how crazy it has been uh, this year uh, in terms of the DL. In terms of relief pitchers, Cam Bedrosian looking to come back finally for the Angels and his groin injury. Yes, I have him on my fantasy league too. I have 15 guys on my DL, by the way. Uh, he sh- uh, Bedrosian should be activated today. Not sure what kind of role he will inherit when he returns, um, but uh, because Bud Norris has done well in the closer's role. Uh, so, you just have to wait and see. He might have an eighth-inning job, which is his old job, uh, at least to start. Houston Street, who was supposed to be the closer in Bedrosian's absence, on the DL with a triceps injury, and his situation uh, looking to come back on Tuesday. So the Angels are going to get two of their bullpen guys back shortly. 
Uh, rolled his Chapman on the DL with a shoulder injury. Uh, he is looking to come back on Sunday. He uh, pitched in a rehab game in A-ball and uh, looking to make a uh, – uh, he was going to make a rehab appearance again, um, uh, but looks like he may return any day now, could return on Sunday. That is the possibility. And Coda Glover for the Nationals on the DL with a back injury, uh, back stiffness. That is the, uh, that is the official uh, prognosis. He's eligible to return on June 21st. All right, that is the look at injuries. We only have a few minutes left. Let's take a look at some hot pickups. Jeff Hoffman of the Rockies, Sean Newcomb of the Braves, uh, Jacob Faria of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, those are the top three in terms of pitchers. Faria, two wins in two starts, a 1-4-2 ERA and 13 strikeouts. He is the uh, flavor of the week. Last week, the flavor of the week was Jeff Hoffman, and he's available in shallow leagues now. Faria in uh, deep leagues, but it will be shallow next week. Newcomb in medium-sized leagues. So let's take a look at uh, Jeff Hoffman, who is 4-0 in five starts, a 2-2-5 ERA. Just remember, he pitches for Colorado, but 36 strikeouts in 32 innings. He is definitely, definitely a strikeout potential. Three of those games have been on the road. He's pitched a quality start every time out. The three home starts, no quality starts in those three. So something to, uh, to keep uh, in mind. And we mentioned Sean Newcomb, who's 0-2, but his ERA is 2.19, and he has 10 strikeouts in 12 and a third. He will uh, stay in the rotation at least one more time, but he is definitely a, uh, a stash, a guy you can stash away. Buck Farmer, a medium-sized leagues as well for Detroit. Derek Fisher, oh, looking at hitters now. Derek Fisher, an outfielder, MLB debut uh, on Wednesday, two for three, a homer, two RBIs, two runs scored, two walks, and he's played in two games. He's two for five. Uh, Malik Smith, speedster, um, He's been 358 with seven steals and only 53 at bats. Seth Lugo available in medium-sized leagues. Um, and uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's uh, let's give you another guy. How about uh, let's give you a couple of deep league options. Uh, Wilmer Flores in deep leagues. Uh, we mentioned Derek Fisher, Jose Perela, second baseman for the San Diego Padres uh, by trade. He is uh, playing in the outfield now. Um, Part of it because of Ryan Schimpf being sent down, um, Corey Spangenberg uh, going to third base. So there's a spot open potentially for Perella, but he's uh, playing outfield with Margot being out with an injury. That definitely um, uh, allows him to kind of stick around. So that's a look at the hot pickups. Uh, let's look at uh, two-star pitchers, a couple of uh, guys above 50% we think you should uh, think twice about. Garrett Cole of the Pirates. Two and one, but an 8.10 ERA in his last uh, three starts. He's going to be in Milwaukee against Matt Garza and the Hot Brewers, then going to the Cardinals to face Lance Lynn. It's not going to be an, uh, an easy assignment for him. Mike Leak has had a tough go of it lately. Uh, he has been leaking runs. 6.62 ERA. I'm sure, I'm sure he's heard that before. Don't worry about it. Um, Leak in Philadelphia to face Jeremy, Jeremy Hellickson and the Phillies on Tuesday. Chad Cool and the Pirates on Sunday. Uh, he has not pitched well. Marco Estrada, uh, two, road, uh, two road games in Texas and Kansas City. He has a 12.08 ERA in his last three starts. He's lost all of them. Uh, but that is, that is not very good uh, any, any way you slice it. And those are guys who are starting more than 50% of CBSSports.com league, 65% for Cole, 67 for Leak, and 70 for Estrada. Rather than those guys, how about Edinson Volquez, 
who pitched a no-hitter a couple of times, a couple of turns ago. He's starting in only 45% of CBSSports.com leagues. He has two home games in Miami. It's a pitcher's park. He's got 10 a row arc in the Nationals on Monday. That's not an easy one. And uh, John Lester and the Cubs on Saturday. But he is 2-0 with a 1.80 ERA in his last three starts. Um, Jordan Zimmerman, two pitcher's parks coming up for him. He hasn't been great, obviously, uh, since joining the Tigers, but he has a 2.25 ERA in 20 innings in his last three starts. Goes up against Seattle on Monday against Sam DeVilio and Luis Perdomo on Saturday in San Diego. Uh, so that uh, might be an interesting spot start for him. Well, getting better, but he's got a tough week home games, but against Boston on Monday and Mariano in Toronto on Sunday. But he's 